Hello friends, have you ever wondered that our experience of existence is in fact lying on the seven levels? Now what are these seven levels? So let us start exploring. We exist on seven levels. These are the body, breath, mind, memory, intellect, ego and self. Now most interestingly, we usually club the mind, memory and intellect into one unit and call it the mind. For many people, studying seems to be a function of just this mind. The mind, memory, intellect combo. They are quite wrong. Effective studying happens only when all seven levels of our existence are being nourished properly. Just as a good building is not simply the roof, floors and walls, but is a fantastic combination of those and many other elements such as the slope of the land, the climate and the materials being used. Truly effective studying happens only when all seven levels are taken care of. The body is the gross aspect of a living being. If you don't have a body, chances are you will not need textbooks or any other tip or tool described in this book to study. The body needs to be well taken care of. Proper exercise, yoga and a good diet will contribute big time towards great grades. An unhealthy body can greatly hamper your ability to study and perform well. We all breathe. The breath is the only physiological function of the body over which we have some level of control. We can breathe faster or slower. We can hold the breath for a breath. Every emotion that we experience triggers a breathing pattern and conversely a particular breathing pattern will usually trigger an emotion. Positive emotions are typically associated with long deep breaths and negative emotions trigger short shallow sharp breaths. Some sort of control over the breathing helps maintain a sense of calmness in adverse situations, allowing us to take good decisions. This is the essence of the science of pranayama. The mind is what we use to experience the universe around us through the five senses. At any moment, there is a tremendous amount of stimulus being received by our senses. If we were aware of every last bit of it, if everything around us could impact us, then we would go crazy in a few seconds. The mind filters out stuff that is irrelevant and extraneous, making us experience only the things that are important. Have you ever worn a watch after a long time of not wearing anything on your wrist? Did you notice how when you first wore it, you kept feeling it there, but in a few days you barely notice it. That's the mind kicking in. To begin with it feels the watch as alien and something new, so it gives you the experience of wearing it. Later, once it has accepted the watch as something that is constantly there, it makes you become almost unaware of it. The mind is incredibly powerful at manifesting things you want, but it is also very innocent and cannot differentiate between a desire and a fear or an aversion. Have you noticed how when you don't like someone and you don't want to see them, they keep coincidentally meeting you or getting in touch with you? This is your mind at work. Making an intention clear is a delicate art. For example, instead of saying I shouldn't fail, you should say I should get great grades. 
the mind will latch on to the most powerful words fail or great in this instance and manifest that for you it will actually create situations around you that will make this happen for the same reason you should not have many intentions at the same time this confuses the mind and nothing or very little happens when you can get the mind to work for you you become almost unstoppable the intellect is your decision making faculty the intellect judges and discriminates the memory stores past experiences the intellect looks into the memory and then judges whether a particular thing should or shouldn't be done for example you are near an ice cream shop the intellect goes into the memory and sees that the last time you ate ice cream it felt wonderful so it says go on eat it eat it say you are near fire on a cold day the intellect goes in the memory and sees that some time ago you had been burned by a fire which caused you pain at the same time it also remembers how nice and cozy you felt near a fire when it was cold so it says to you it's okay to be close to fire for the heat but don't go too close be careful the intellect also doubts when there is a stress the intellect goes into doubt mode and all good judgments go for a toss doubt can severely hamper your study studying ability and your chances of success in the world there are three types of doubts doubts about you about yourself and your abilities i am not good enough i don't think that i can do this i am hopeless i cannot make my friends make any friends i am pathetic at relationships etc etc doubts about the world in general everyone is out to get me i am not safe no one likes me or loves me etc doubt in what you are doing there is no point in studying this this cannot possibly help me in the future etc these are life debilitating thoughts and can very quickly turn a happy successful person into a nervous wreck because of a stress the memory can get into the bad habit of clinging onto negative experiences and you have had and then eternalizing them for example getting stuck in a rut over past mistakes or failures instead of drawing inspiration and hope from past achievements